Hello, my name is Frank Trask, and this is my podcast. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about a game that I love, Borderlands 2. I'm going to be talking about DLCs, characters, weapons, and just some cool things about the game, and some creators too, or content creators. So, here we go. Alrighty, well, today I'm going to be talking about Borderlands 2, as I said before. And, uh, right off the bat, I'm just going to kind of start with, um, well, let's go with DLCs. Um, a little background of Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands came out in 2012 to 2013. I don't have great memory of when it came out. Uh, but 2012 to 2013, and it's the sequel to Borderlands. Um, a lot of people played it, said it was good, said they couldn't wait for the sequel, and here it was. And definitely, I'd say this game is ahead of its time, or was ahead of its time, uh, with the release of Borderlands 3. Um, yeah, Borderlands 2 definitely ahead of its time, lots of cool abilities, characters you can play as, weapons, um, really funny game too, awesome bosses, stuff like that, and, um, let's get right into the DLCs. Okay, well, DLC number one that I'm going to talk about is Tiny Tina's Assault on the Dragon Keep. I'd say this DLC is definitely the biggest DLC of Borderlands 2. Um, or it's in top two DLCs. Uh, judge, judging by the way you look at it. Um, I'd say that Personally, for me, this DLC is in my top two because, first of all, it has a really great story. Um, you play it after the game ends and after, you know, some really important in-game events that you, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil for you. And it uh, starts off really fun, exciting, like intriguing. Um kind of the start of it is uh, this girl Tina is playing kind of a Dungeons and Dragons style game with her friends and they're trying to save this mystical princess from the grasp of the handsome sorcerer um I'd say it's a really awesome DLC um has lots of cool weapons, uh, uh, grenades, you know, kind of like, you know, that's in the weapons category. Um, lots of fun side missions, lots of funny content, and lots of cool, like, class mods, which I'll tell you about later. Um, 
in the end, I'd say Tiny Toons Assault on the Dragon Keep is definitely one of my favorites, just, you know, because of all those reasons. And I'll tell you a little more about it when we get into the weapons category, because there's some interesting things there. Um, next, there is Hammerlock's Hunt, uh, which, personally, I haven't played too much of. Um, it's, from what I have played, it's really fun, uh, like all the DLCs in this game, really fun. Um, it adds a new, like, vehicle, um, to the game, like a little fan boat. Um, lots of pretty interesting side missions. Some of them are very tedious, um, especially one of them, you have to go across the entire map trying to find eggs, like, it takes over an hour, um, but, yeah, a really fun DLC adds some really awesome bosses that are quite difficult to defeat, um, or at least some of them are quite difficult to defeat, um, I haven't played a lot, so I don't really have too much information on it. At the end, I'll uh, talk to you about some content creators that have played it, and you can watch some of their videos on it. So, yeah, that's kind of my gist on the Hammerlock Sun. Add some, adds a couple of cool weapons, stuff like that. Um, next is Torg's Campaign of Carnage. Um, pretty cool. The main, like story behind this DLC to me personally isn't very great it's just a little boring to me but otherwise um, I like the weapons in the DLC especially uh, the bosses because uh, weapon weapons that drop from the bosses are quite interesting do some pretty cool stuff um, especially one of the bosses in the DLC, uh, Pyrocrastic Pete, uh, there, he can become very difficult later in the game, I'll tell you more about that in a little bit, um, but Campaign of Carnage, very fun, uh, definitely a good one to try out. Next one is in third place for me, the... Pirate's Booty DLC, which, you know, like, I don't know what to say, but very interesting, uh, like everything else that I've said way too many times. Uh, awesome side missions, especially some really cool weapons and a couple, like, five or ten, uh, well, like, five-ish awesome bosses. Some of them don't actually count as bosses in the game, but yeah, there's about five really, really cool bosses in this, especially a couple raid bosses that I'll tell you about later in the boss section. Um, you get lots of cool like rewards from it. Awesome. Uh, pretty awesome story behind it, too. Um, that's the Pirate's Booty DLC. Next one is the Headhunters pack. 
which has a total of five kind of mini DLCs. First one is Wham Bam Island, or Wambam Island, however you want to say it. There's two pronunciations. And this one is, is really cool because it has kind of a little Easter egg from the start of the game, from the start of Borderlands 2, and one from Borderlands, the original one. And uh, the, you know, the little throwback to Borderlands is the final boss uh, called Cromrax the Invincible. Uh, not actually invincible, obviously, but Cormac the Invincible is his name. That's the last boss. I'll tell you more about it, and then you can figure out the second little Easter egg uh, by yourself if you get the game. Um, second one is Rock Gut Distillery, and uh, there's a couple side missions in the base game of Borderlands 2, where these clans are having a war, and you can, you know, try and help them out with it um definitely an interesting one has doesn't really have a ton of content i mean the only reason i really play that one is to level my character up um it still is pretty interesting cool boss cool final boss yeah but in total it's not like very high ranking on my list. Uh, the next DLC is the Gluttony Gulch DLC, and this one's more interesting to me because you can get some really good legendary weapons from it, uh, which I'll talk about later again. <laughs> and cool, funny story behind it couple side missions that are a little boring um but you get what i mean if you play the game um yeah that one's pretty fun what's happening man doing the podcast like literally right now oh i'm sorry i apologize it's all right well that that was my dad that's all right though um, the next DLC is called Marcus's Mercenary Shop, and it's kind of like a Christmas, uh, themed DLC, and it's definitely one of the more interesting Headhunter, uh, DLCs. Uh, you fight this cool, like, snowman boss. There, this train comes in. A um, couple new little uh, enemies you can defeat. Um, you can get some really good weapons from it too. You can get some legendary weapons or class mods or grenades. Um, and the last of the headhunters is the Hollowed Hollow. Um, this one's a Halloween themed DLC. You fight some pumpkin, uh, pumpkin tree thingy. Um, there's another little boss that you fight too. This one's, this one is pretty interesting. Uh, there's a couple good weapons you can get. 
Um, yeah, that's all the Headhunters in the last DLC. Or, well, the last two DLCs. Uh, is the Ultimate Vault Hunter Upgrade Pack. And this kind of adds a whole new tier to the Borderlands game in total. And the main place you're at is the raid at Digistruck Peak. And you go through waves of enemies, lots of trials, and at the end of it, you get something called an OP level upgrade, which means like overpowered level upgrade. And you can apply those um, in ultimate volunteer mode, which is kind of like the final end step of the game. And it makes enemies more difficult, but it makes you able to get better weapons, better, you know, grenades, class mods, all that stuff that I've been talking about. And it makes the game more difficult and a lot more interesting. Uh, definitely very fun. And the last of the DLCs is in my, uh, you know, top two favorites, kind of tied with that Tiny Tina DLC. And it is the Fight for Sanctuary DLC, which currently I, d I do not own because it just came out on the console that I'm using. And Tiny Tina, <laughs> the Tiny Tina's Fight for Sanctuary, or not Tiny Tina's Fight for Sanctuary, just the Fight for Sanctuary um, DLC offers a whole new rarity of, wef of weapons, grenades, shields, uh, class mods, I think, uh, called effervescent weapons, kind of rainbow, sparkly. Um, I don't have a lot of information on that DLC, but I know it adds a lot more bosses and is kind of it's kind of that segue to Borderlands 3. It's kind of like the in-between, oh, what happened to Sanctuary? And how did they get to this other Sanctuary? That whole story. But I don't have a lot to say about it because I haven't played it. And that's all the DLCs. I didn't realize that was at 12 minutes already, but that's alright. So, since that's all the DLCs, that means I can kind of go into the weapons category. Uh, with weapons, it, I mean, there's just a lot of weapons. <clears throat> um, I have collected a lot of legendary weapons because, you know, they're usually the best. But here's, you know, kind of my main run through through the rarity of them. So, first rarity is common weapons. They're pretty common to find. Obviously, because they're common weapons. Then there's uncommon, which are still very easy to find. Um, common, uncommon weapons aren't really the best to use. But at the start of the game... I mean, they're good, yeah. Because those are the only weapons you have. Next is rare weapons, or blue rarity, and purple rarity, epic weapons. Blue rarity weapons are, I would say, a pretty big step up from uh, gray or green rarity, which are common and uncommon. And 
usually they have, you know, maybe a couple little cooler things like better fire rate, better damage, better, you know, accuracy. They're pretty good weapons. They're solid weapons. There's some good, unique blue rarity weapons. Then there's purple rarity weapons, which are usually just higher damage, higher accuracy, higher magazine size, higher everything. And, you know, they're usually just better to use in most situations. And again, there's, you know, some cool projectile abilities with some of them. Um, there's not as many unique purple rarity weapons, but there are some. And then there's legendary. Legendary weapons, usually, you know, they're more rare. They're the rarest quality of weapon, the best quality of weapon you can get uh, when you're under level 60. And I'll tell you what that means in a minute. And most all of them have really cool bullet effects, weapon effects, um, high damage, really high uh, stats, and, you know, really cool cool names, cool districts cool um, descriptions in the end these games are or, <laughs> these guns weapons um, grenades shields all that stuff are difficult to get um, and they're not like other guns other guns they can any rarity below legendary um, you can get kind of any weapon with any random name um, legendary guns in above always have like some certain name like this one pistol the unkempt herald this other pistol the infinity pistol uh, a rocket launcher the mongol um, a shotgun the striker uh, smg the slagger and these drop from certain enemies and you can farm these enemies as many times as you want and it might take a little while, but you'll get one of these weapons. <laughs> very good. Very interesting. And, yeah. <laughs> then, there's pearlescent weapons, which is, you know, they're more rare to find than legendary weapons, and not all of them are better than legendary weapons, which kind of sucks. But, um, I'd say... The main couple that I can think of right off the top of the head are, is an assault rifle called the Becca and another assault rifle called the Bearcat. And first of all, the Bearcat is just a better version of a weapon called the Varuk, and the Varuk is a legendary weapon. They're very similar in how they perform. Pretty cool. Just a more difficult rarity. And you can only get those weapons when you're level 60 or higher. Um, I don't know why that is. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely really fun weapons to use. Cool effects. And then there's the Effervescent rarity, which is, I'd say, about as rare as legendary weapons. They just look different, and they come from the Fight for Sanctuary DLC. Um, usually cool weapon effects they all ha kind of have the same like shiny glittery rainbow 
skin on them. Uh, I haven't really used any of them because I don't have the DLC for them. But they're definitely interesting. All these weapons are great, and there's still tons that I haven't mentioned. Like, tons and tons of ones that I haven't even got. So, the weapons is a big part of the reason I have the game. Really cool. Um, now, for my next topic. Bosses. This game has quite a lot of bosses. In the base game, I think that there's only one, one or two bosses. I'm pretty sure there's only like two bosses. There's like, there's many bosses, yeah. But otherwise, they're you know, not that much. But the DLCs are really where it comes into play with the bosses. Um, like the Tiny Tina DLC, I'm pretty sure that adds two bosses. And with one of them, it's called a Raid Boss. And you can keep fighting it over and over again for really great weapons, um, a different type of currency, an entire new type of currency, which is pretty cool, and just kind of a totally unique boss. Um, then there's uh, there's some other raid bosses, I'm just going to talk about a couple more because I don't want to spoil the game for anyone. Uh, there's Pyrocrostic Pete in, well, I forgot what DLC he's in. Let me check. He is in the Campaign of Carnage DLC. And, you know, he's another raid boss. Um, you just kind of kill him, and then you can keep killing him over and over again. And get the new type of currency, um, that rarity of pearlescent weapons, uh, which is pretty cool. And you know, there's there's a few other raid bosses, other bosses that I don't want to spoil for anyone. And with those raid bosses, uh, the new currency that they drop, if you fight them, uh, is very cool. It also adds a new rarity of weapons that I forgot to mention until now. And they drop some type of crystal. <laughs> I actually forgot what it was called. Well, it's a crystal. You get it, and you buy new weapons and shields and grenades, class mods, and things like that. That I kind of keep repeating. My experience with the game is very great. I love it. I've I have almost 200, I have over uh, probably 300 hours on the games combined in total. Um, my rating of all the DLCs, mods, characters, weapons, builds, everything, five star all the way. Everything's like super interesting. There's so many little little secrets that the game adds, like little easter eggs, that are really, really cool. Um, and there's mods, a 
there's so many mods for this game, which is really cool. The Borderlands community, um, you know, makes mods. Uh, they can help you out with things. Some people will, you know, give you weapons if you need them or want them, and or you know, some you know extra information that you might need for the game, which is really really cool. Um, but mods, big ones you check out is the Exodus mod. Adds lots of cool stuff. Um, then there's you know player like you know YouTubers, big YouTubers. Um, one that I can think of is Jolt's dude. I watch his videos a lot. Really interesting. Does lots of cool like you know runs of the game. With certain characters he has to do a certain build. Or tries to get every legendary weapon in a, a lot of amount of time. Uh, the entire YouTube community surrounding Borderlands 2 is really awesome, I'd say. And that's kind of all I have for Borderlands 2. Really fun, cool game. And all I have to ask is if you could get the game and play it right now just based on how I talk about it what my opinions are of it and why you know just kind of how I rated it all the things I talked about would you play it and why would you play it would it be for just this experience certain you know your friends played it and now you have a little more information on how to play it uh yeah that's just kind of what i'm gonna leave you to think about is if you could play this game right now would you play it